Hello everybody and welcome back to Discerning Consciousness. I'm your host Ant and once again you join me here on location in the New Forest near my home in the UK for the next instalment of my coronavirus musings. So what I want to discuss today uh, is an issue that's come to the fore in recent um, recent weeks really and that is um, the attempt by the authorities um, to enforce the wearing of masks or face coverings. Um, what we've seen with regards to this uh, in recent, um, as I say in recent weeks, is more and more states across America are um, mandating or enforcing the wearing of masks in all public places, um, not necessarily just in, in shops, but in all public spaces. Here in the UK, um, the first uh, minister of Scotland, Nicola Sturgeon, has um, enforced or told that it's now mandatory to uh, wear face masks or face coverings uh, in all shops. And here in uh, the entirety of the UK and England, a couple of weeks ago, um, it was for the first time it was uh, announced that uh, masks or face coverings had to be worn on all public transport. So as I say, that's been in force for a few weeks in the UK now. Um, what I find interesting about this uh, issue of face masks is um, at the start of the crisis, it was, um, or I should say the pandemic, um, it was only those really who are the most neurotic out of the general public and those really living in um, extreme fear who were seen out in public uh, wearing masks but as the months have gone on since the beginning of lockdown towards the middle and end of March across the world um, it's almost as if the wearing of masks has become has become more mainstream and I, I, I have always wondered at what point that they would make them mandatory. Now my first experience actually of the dreaded enforcement of wearing masks or face coverings was actually a few, only a few days ago uh, I, I had a dentist appointment, uh, and upon arrival, I had to do the mandatory, uh, the mandatory um, hand sanitizer, and then I was presented with a mask, uh, which I had to wear uh, whilst uh, waiting in the in the um, in the dentist waiting room for my appointment. Now, luckily, I was the only one in the waiting room, so I could quite quickly. Uh, remove said mask and, and sit there and still breathe normally. But for those few minutes uh, when I was first put it on and I had to fill out a health screening questionnaire with the receptionist, so obviously I had to be seen to be wearing the mask, immediately I was struck by how how totally invasive it is. And it was, I mean, I have quite sensitive skin anyway. I suffer from eczema periodically. So it was really, it felt itchy on my face it felt really restrictive. I was struggling to breathe, although I don't have asthma or breathing problems. So I don't know how people manage to cope, um, people who have breathing problems. Anyway, I was literally only in the waiting room for about five five minutes. And as I said, I could, I could leave it off during that period. Um, once I went in to have my appointment, it was interesting, again, this relates to social distancing measures. Uh, the den dentist had a, a full facial uh, plastic mask, uh, the ones that I think they're under kind of suction, this kind of sucks onto the face, the plastic visor, and then he had like, a, I, don't, I guess it was an oxygen or air tube that went 
that was attached to a kind of box-like contraption on his back. It reminded me of the scene from the film E.T. Um, when, when E.T. was first found by the authorities and then ironically enough Elliot and E.T. Were, were placed in quarantine by the feds and of course in that famous scene when um, E.T. dies and then he's reborn in the sort of resurrection Jesus type archetype moment so all of the feds they're there wearing all their you know breathing apparatus <laughs> I mentioned that to the pre uh, to the to the dentist and he, and, and he did laugh and and he even he was saying well this is all completely ridiculous why the government are telling us to do this because we we wear paper masks anyway and, and he was saying well as far as they're concerned the people that manage to practice that's enough and he also went on to explain that they're only running a third third uh, one third full capacity and part of that is because they have to uh, each uh, after each um, patient they have to clean the room and it's a, a lengthy process that takes about 20 minutes that means there's less patient time and also because the breathing uh, apparatus is so invasive they can only actually do a, a half week um, because they can't obviously do full um, spend the full time at work so he was obviously alluding to the fact that it's not a viable business model to, to run any business at a third capacity and again I think this is part of the pandemic is to just to destroy businesses you know even like private dentistry and as he's saying you know for youngsters coming up who are thinking of studying dentistry at university is it even a viable career choice it certainly is, doesn't seem, seem to be a, a, a viable business choice anyway back to the issue of um, masks um, what I find interesting is also here in the UK it's, it's coming much more to the fore now, part, part of the reason why I'm covering it today in my musings, uh, the uh, PM Boris Johnson's been seen wearing a mask in public and he has said, or the health authorities have said, they're, they're looking into the idea of whether it should be made mandatory. So again, we know that within a week it will be. Obviously, this is where they just drip feed an idea to the public before they announce it. Uh, very much like the lockdown and very much like um, the localised lockdown here in the UK in the city of Leicester in the West Midlands. So they always, um, they always feed or seed in the consciousness um, what they're going to do next. Anyway... What my thoughts on the mask, as you probably um, would imagine, are I, I, I find it um, it's a very sinister thing to enforce the wearing of masks because um, obviously on the first hand it's such a it's such an overt symbol of oppression that we've gone from you know enforced lockdowns to the fact that we're now being forced to wear. Um, a mask or material across our, our mouths which means we can't even breathe properly so the government and the health authorities you know are not even allowing us the option of breathing properly because um we're not we're we're breathing in we're not properly expelling the gases that we need to breathe out because obviously they just stay on stay on the mask and then you've got the issue of all germs that collect on the material of the mask as well and the other thing with regards to this uh, enforcement of mask wearing, as I said, in the states, it's become more and more common uh, in the last in the last week or so. And some of the rules, uh, and that's all they are, of course, they're not laws; they're just rules. Um, so you, you you know you don't you're not even 
you don't even have to follow them. So how the, the authorities uh, have the cheek to enforce them is a, is a complete misnomer. But as I say, in some of the states in America, the fines, one, one state I saw is up to $3,000 for not wearing a, a mask in public, which is absolutely, it's just absolutely draconian. So as I said, um, the Prime Minister Boris Johnson in the last few days has been, has been seen wearing a mask. And so I'm pretty sure here in, here in the UK, although they are mandatory in Scotland, but in England uh, within the next week or so, that's probably where this government tyranny moves to next. Anyway, the other interesting thing I want to look at in terms of masks is from the beginning of this pandemic or coronavirus um, crisis, I should say, um, we've been hearing from our own governments and health authorities and the World Health Organization, which is, if you think about it, is an oxymoron. <laughs> Couldn't think of a more archetypal expression of an oxy oxymoron, but there we go. They've been given lots and lots of contradictory and confusing advice. So at the beginning, as I say, the World Health Organization and uh, governments and the health authorities were saying, there's no need to wear a mask. Uh, there's no evidence. There's no scientific evidence to suggest that it, um, you know, it prevents the spread of the virus or even protects uh, individuals um, from from getting the virus from anyone else. And now, of course, we've seen uh, an about face recently where the World Health Organization are now saying that you know they can. Um, they can prevent the spread of the virus and national governments are saying the same. Now, what's what's uh, fascinating really about uh, the way in which the authorities are changing their, uh, keep changing the information and advice given within with regards to wearing masks and face coverings is it's all part of a psychological ploy to overwhelm and completely confuse people You've probably heard something in alternative media called gaslighting. They're gaslighting the public. So just a quick uh, definition from an internet description I found. Uh, gaslighting means to manipulate someone psychologically um, by means into doubting their own sanity. So basically it's just a very, it's a kind of um, mendicious or underhand way to, to get someone to begin to, um, as I say, question their own sanity and actually destroy themselves. Now, the term gaslighting um, first came uh, from a film in 1944 called Gaslight, uh, which starred Ingrid Bergman. Um, and we can see it's not just with uh, the wearing, the imposition of mandatory face masks or coverings, where we get this contradictory advice coming in or gaslighting. We've seen it here in the UK and I suspect uh, in a lot of um, our listeners' countries as well, wherever they're from, um, with regards to the advice in terms of uh, lockdown and the opening of businesses. So what we've seen here in the UK is that um, I believe in the next few days, gyms are going to be open and then leisure centres and swimming pools can open from uh, the 25th of July and spas. So the most ridiculous thing is that obviously these are venues that help to keep us help us help to keep us healthy, which we are said is important to fight the dreaded bogeyman virus. And yet these premises are the very last things to be open. It doesn't add up, does it? Does just doesn't make any sense if 
you know, the coronavirus lockdown was said to have been implemented by our gracious government to protect our health. And another thing that's interesting, again, which shows the gaslighting of the public and this completely ridiculous contradiction contradictions is recently in the last few weeks football or soccer as I should say for our American Canadian Australian uh, listeners has started and the top league here in you uh, in England is called the Premier League you might have heard of it um, so the games have returned but because of social distancing there's no there's no crowds there's no one in the stands in some instances they've got cardboard cutout. The most ridiculous thing about this, and again this is another example, classic example of gaslighting, is um, is the fact that uh, you've got the players obviously running around, tackling, they're bustling, they're, they're you know, they're um, running into one another at close quarters. When they score a goal, you know, they hug one another. Uh, there's, <laughs> there's lots of close physical contact. And yet there's no one in the stand sitting down because of social distancing. It's, it's, you know, they can't gather because of social distancing rules. Now, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And then let alone, of course, you know, during the week, they'll be having training sessions where all the players are in close contact. It is, it is, um, it is an absolute, complete and utter nonsense. Total nonsense, as I'm sure is the case in many of... Um, for many of our listeners, the countries that they come from, and you know, it does it, it, it does is example of gaslighting, as I was saying before, to confuse and really to disempower us as citizens, so we no longer really have faith in ourselves or our own actions or our own instincts, because instinctively we're saying, "Well, this is wrong. This is completely wrong," and you know, some people are saying, "Well, surely the government, you know." They can't make that leap, as I've said before on my musings, my coronavirus musings, they can't make that total leap to say, well, the government's deliberately lying. So they'll just say, oh, well, well, the government, you know, they're doing their best, but, but you know, they have made a mess of it. And all these contradictions in terms of, you know, the lockdown uh, releasing and enforcement of uh, mask wearing, it just proves that, you know, they don't know what they're doing. But I, I'm not sure that they'd be lying. People can't, they can't kind of make that leap to realise, no, this is actually all planned, hence the word pandemic. Something else I want to talk about with regards to the wearing of face masks is, I mean, obviously, um, it is such a, such a clear symbol of control by the dark forces who are um, uh, planning all of these measures and restrictions to our day-to-day -day lives. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a key mechanism to silence people you know, and the other thing is when you're out and about, it's quite sinister because you can't see people's um, facial expressions or their facial mechanism, uh, mannerisms. So the other thing is, it, you know, when I've been out and I've seen people in the supermarkets and the stores wearing face masks, immediately, you know, it puts my back up. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a bit, you know, it puts you in a place, a space of fear or anger or suspicion you know, and again, I'm sure that that's quite deliberate. It's another clear example of um, a divide and rule tactic. And um, if uh, face masks or face coverings are uh, man uh, are brought in here uh, in England and are enforced, I think that is just another example of divide and rule. So, you know, if you, even if you are allowed in the store without a mask, they probably won't 
allow you, you you'll have you know face mask wardens on the door but even if you are you know you'll get shamed for not wearing them i've seen quite a few videos on facebook from america unfortunately of people you know literally being shamed uh, and attacked verbally attacked for not wearing a mask and in you know in some instances i've seen where the, even after they've walked walked out the store that people are coming out and shouting at them and saying you don't have the right to not wear a mask you have to follow you know the state or the government's rules and it really is again it's another thing where they're just going to shut down uh, opposition so um it really is a sinister one and um, I do uh, food shopping once a week. I try and minimise it by doing one large food shop. And I, it, again, it looks like, um, you know, if, if, if it is brought in, if it is mandatory in the UK, I'll probably just go to shop online. And I don't want to, because again, it's like, it's that whole de facto thing where I was talking about again before in the past, where they're pushing us all away from the public sphere on online. And, you know, I really don't, I don't really don't want that to happen, but... It, it looks like I'm going to be forced into that position, um, primarily because I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to wear a mask in public or a face covering. Um, I just finished by, it's interesting uh, on the alternative community online, some people are calling them face nappies, <laughs> face nappies or naps rather than masks, or even calling them face burkers, uh, which I quite like, uh, which is interesting. Anyway, um, thank you all for tuning in for today's episode. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. So, of course, you can follow Discerning Consciousness on all normal social media outlets. We have a Facebook Facebook group and a Facebook page. Uh, we're on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, also, if you haven't already done so, it really helps us here to support the show if you could click the follow button on the Podomatic site and also obviously uh, if you can share the show on your own social media outlets um, that would be amazing so um, I hope you guys are doing okay uh, in the midst of these crazy crazy times I hope you're managing to um, to thrive in the midst of the most weirdest strangest time perhaps you know ever in human history i'm sure we will come through it but you know like you i have some very dark days when, when the the tyrannical element of all the measures being brought into place really does overwhelm me anyway i look forward to uh joining you all again soon and i just leave you uh with these wise words remember folks if you're not in control of your consciousness then someone else is bye for now Thank you.